Welcome to Turbo Pop, a podcast with interesting perspectives on pop culture news, television, movies, or whatever. Hosted by myself, Brandon Trainer, and my beautiful wife and co-host, Maria Trainer. Today we're going to talk about a little bit of trending pop culture news, mostly the last couple episodes of The Bachelorette. For those of you who may or may not have been paying attention, we did not <laughs> we did not post an episode last week life's been a little a little busy all over the place understatement of the century a lot of updates to life uh pregnancy is complicated so we got some uh some big appointment up in philly that we're going to soon we've been having a, a ton of appointments yes we have and I also found out that I'm going to be classing up into primary training pretty soon. Like a week. So I've been kicking it into high gear. And that combined with Maria's family coming down and trying to go to the gym as much <laughs> as I can. And yeah, life's been crazy. So I am on the struggle bus. Moving forward, we may or may not be coming out with an episode every week or every other week but we're gonna be coming out with them as we can yes are you all right (laughs) yes sorry what heartburn Mm. (laughs) struggle bus yeah i might need to accommodate maria with some new seating arrangements for this podcast the futon's not working i don't fit i can't sit So we're going to get into some trending news, starting off with the Britney Spears, Kevin Federline news. So, you know, never in a million years did I think Britney Spears, Kevin Federline headline news would be something I would ever talk about again. Yet here we are. It's been a long time in the making. I was never a fan of K-Fed ever. I always thought he was scummy and skeevy so do you want to give a little recap of what's going on so basically he and his new wife and his sons with Brittany, they did like an interview with some journalist who i guess is known for being like a really you know shady journalist the way it is like not exactly the best investigative um reporter with you know, reliable information, which Mm -hmm. makes it even more interesting. But um, people were kind of tearing him apart for doing it because it's like he's never done an interview before. Why all of a sudden is he coming out and saying, you know, the conservatorship was a good thing and Britney's dad was a good thing. And especially when he was part of like Britney's restraining order against her father because he like hit and like shook one of their sons and they like took a restraining order out against Jamie and it was like very open that's why Britney's kids weren't really around very much during the conservatorship because she did not want her children anywhere near her father right um but yeah pretty much he's you know just going off that Britney is super unstable and she's really unhealthy and the kids don't want to be anywhere near her they're like afraid of her and Conveniently, apparently, they have a reality show coming out. 
yeah, super uh, coincidental. And right? also both of the kids are almost 18. So uh, <laughs> the uh, child support payments are almost up. Oh, right. But then he also, tr- he had the kids like recording Britney, like when they were with her. Oh, right. Like w- secretly. Without her yeah. knowledge. And he like released a couple like videos, like, you know, with their like his son's permission. And he wanted to like basically paint her as mentally unstable and unwell and the with the videos. Even all that bad. It was just her like she looked like any other mom that has two teenage kids that won't listen. Like literally, if I were in her shoes, I would have felt the same exact way. Like the one video, her kids like, you know, they're just taken off into a store with no shoes on. Granted, I almost did that today, but <laughs> different different circumstances. They just literally felt like it. And she was just like, have you lost your mind? Like, what is wrong with you? And like, right. that was, you know, something of her being unstable. It's like, no, she's a mom. And then and like, she's an- just like trying to discipline them, I guess. It, no, or exactly. Just, like- That's literally, she's literally just trying to discipline them and, you know, demand respect because I like in the one video she's like you're not going to talk back to me like that you're going to respect me like you need to be a more respectful human being like so his plot completely backfired on him because now the public's like wow you're an even bigger scumbag than I thought like trying to release this and turn things against her when really she's just being a mom and like no one's buying into the oh she's unstable it's like so I, I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, I was a little surprised at all this because I thought K-Fed was on Britney's side. Yeah, same, but the uh, money's about to run out. That's right. why. Yeah, and then obviously the reality show they have coming up. Um, Sam Asghari, he jumped to Britney's defense right from the get-go. Um, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and... So I guess there was a little bit of a back and forth between him and K-Fed via social media, Instagram stories, and so on. Um, I just really liked that Sam was like, at least I have a job. (laughs) Which is true. K-Fed has not had a job since prior to him and Britney dating, I don't think. Right. Yeah, he works for a living. Yeah. He would be fine without Britney. You know, maybe not as well off. But um, the other point that I had was... Britney Spears, you follow her on social media, on Instagram. She's clearly a little weird and erratic, right? I don't think she's any more strange than probably 50% of TikTokers out there. I truly think she doesn't give a shit. Like, this is me. This is how I am. I'm not going to, like, hide it. Whereas most people, I think, are a little on the strange and eccentric side. But they're not going to put it out there for the world to see. And she just doesn't care. Like... She's comfortable in her own skin. Good for her. Due to due, I, the, due to the nature of who she is, she's under much more of a microscope than a lot of your other strange social media personalities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She is one step away from OnlyFans. <laughs> if she started an OnlyFans account, I think she would literally break the internet. I was going to say, I literally think OnlyFans would break. Yeah, yeah. Just the internet wouldn't be able to handle it. It would just shut down. We would totally subscribe out of pure curiosity. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't think either one of us would be able to help ourselves. (laughs) Take my money. Well, yeah. Also, I like 
want to support her and it's like her money so it's like yes Brittany take take my money please yeah it, it would be the best thing that ever happened to OnlyFans that's for sure <laughs> who who is OnlyFans like biggest person right now you think I have no idea want, the James Bond girl right she uh she's on OnlyFans now oh Denise Richards Denise Richards Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yeah I mean there's a lot of uh social media entrepreneurs who's who I guess are famous with younger people that we don't really know about, but they're probably bigger. I could not tell you. Are there any other like big famous people that you can think of? Um, I'm shocked Lisa Rinna's not on yet. Let's see. Let's I'm see. Googling. Chris Brown is apparently on OnlyFans. Amber Rose. Cardi B. Wait, Cardi B has one? Apparently. Let's see. Top 20 OnlyFans, top earners in 2022. Okay. Black China is number one. Really? Okay. She made 20 million. Bella Thorne, Cardi B, Tyga. Molly Sims. Mia Khalifa. Molly Sims, really? Wasn't she? Okay. She used to be a model, like a supermodel. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, no, she makes 20 million a month. Holy shit. Damn. She she's doing fine. I thought it was twenty million a year. Holy crap! Yet she's trying to say she's broke and sue the Kardashians because she has no money. I'm looking at a list of, well, this is this mm. isn't probably the top earners. I'm looking at like it says like best OnlyFans accounts, and the only ones I'm really recognizing are a lot of a lot of porn stars, a lot of uh, TikTokers. I have no idea. So I'm scrolling through more. I have no idea. Oh my God. Aaron Carter is number 19. Wow. Remember about the time I saw him and it was the saddest day of my entire life? Oh, you saw him in Scranton, right? Yes. Jacqueline wanted to go. So we went. And it was horrible. It was like watching a train wreck. It was very, very, very sad, and he looked very, very unhealthy. Okay, well. And we wanted to purchase a meet and greet if they had them just to give him money because we felt bad. Poor freaking guy. I, he's, he's struggling, I guess. Um, okay, we should probably move on to other trending news. Uh, we have Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. They broke up very recently. Sad face. Yeah, and Pete is now seeking help from a trauma counselor due to the, I guess you could call it cyberbullying from Kanye. Yes, and apparently Kim has been very supportive of, I, I don't think this is new. I think it's just like coming out now that he's been like seeking help, but I think he has been for a little bit now, and Kim has been super supportive of it and like agreeing that Kanye has, you know, went too far. Right, yeah, so uh, I word mean, on the he street. he still bullying him after they broke up. Right. Well, word on the street is Kim broke up with Pete because he wanted to get too serious. He proposed to her, Well, apparently. she told him that things, that things were getting a little too serious, things were moving a little too fast. She wanted to slow down and relax a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And his response to that was to propose. Yeah, not, not the best <laughs> so, move. So... You know, as sad as I am, I can't blame Kim. And that's, you know, what 
the outlets are reporting that she's very, you know, she's sad about it. Mm -hmm. But she knew it was what she had to do for both of them because... She was looking for more of a friends with benefits kind of thing. I mean, like, the label of being in a relationship, that was fine with her, but Mm -hmm. she wasn't ready for the next step. Exactly. And, you know, sucks because they were really cute together. But we'll see who Pete ends up with next. And the breakup news was conveniently timed the same exact day that... Khloe Kardashian and her baby daddy Tristan um, gave birth to their baby or the surrogate gave birth to their baby. Like literally they were announced like two hours apart, if that. So that was obviously planned. Kris Jenner was very busy that day. Absolutely. (laughs) She worked hard for her 10% that day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the Chloe and Tristan baby news, it's been getting a lot of flack since day one, especially since it came out that Tristan was cheating on Chloe. A lot of people judging Chloe, saying that she, I don't know, how how would you word that? She's, like, not respecting herself enough, basically. Yes. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And she should have dumped him you know so long ago how can they be happy for this baby honestly i mean it's a baby you're supposed to be happy exactly well they did say that chloe has 100 percent sole custody of the child well that's good but you know people are pretty much saying don't be shocked like people within the inner circle it's like don't be shocked if you see them back together within the next six months because chloe wants to give him yet another chance And the thing that bothers me the most about this is apparently, like, Tristan's, like, freaking out and, like, you know, rejoicing that he has a son. It's like, dude, you just had a son, like, nine months ago and you're refusing to acknowledge his existence. You just write a check to, like, his mom every month. Like. That's pretty sad. Can you imagine when that kid reads it one day? Like, it's awful. Yeah. Okay. Next we have, this is some Bachelor Nation news. Pilot Pete Weber and Kelly Flanagan, they were spotted together on a couple separate occasions. Yes, in the airport and at a baseball game. So at first, there was a lot of speculation that they were together, obviously, or starting to date again. But there's also speculation in the other direction that they're actually just getting it, getting together as friends for another project. For a business opportunity. Yeah, for some kind of business opportunity. And Pete is actually dating some no-name unaffiliated with Bachelor Nation. You know, I think that would be good for him. That would be good for him, but what's going on? It's totally unrelated. I saw a crocheted squirt from Finding Nemo. Oh. I thought you were about to drop some crazy news. <laughs> no, it was just really The face you made. It was just really cute. Wait, a crocheted what? Squirt from Finding Nemo. Hold on, let me get up the big picture of it. Oh my god, they have the little dragon from How to Train Your Dragon that looks like Luna Cat. This is why I shouldn't scroll other things while we're, re- we're recording. I have yeah, the attention yeah. span of a gnat. You've got to focus up, man. But look at how cute that is. That is cute. Okay, I'm sorry. And $5. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So we're going to jump into <laughs> on, uh, piggybacking off the. Erase. So moving on from the Pete and Kelly news, 
Uh, do you have any feelings about that before we move on? You can't see me shaking my head right now, but I am. Okay. My soul hurts. Yeah. You know, at this point, the two of them deserve each other, so. They do. <laughs> They're not the most popular. Uh, but anyway, moving on. We did not record an episode last week, so we actually have two episodes to catch up on. We're going to do a really brief recap of episode four of The Bachelorette, and then we're going to move on to episode five, and that's going to be the real um, meat of the episode. I finally just remembered not recording the episode. Yeah, we've been a little busy. (laughs) So episode four took place in Paris. There was the boxing group date. Yes. Gabby had on a really cute dress that looked like a Chanel knockoff dress, and I need to know where it's from. Yeah, and Rachel was like losing her freaking mind because the guys weren't paying attention to her during this group date. It almost seems like the producers have been telling them it was like against the rules to go talk to her. Yeah. Which I'm sure kind of was the case. You know, the 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 deucers. The deucers. The deucers want to do oh, anything God. to deuce all over Rachel's hopes and dreams. Pretty much. I'm very pleased with myself on that one. You're special. But anyway, <laughs> the group date, it was a boxing event. We really saw none of the boxing event. It was no. all about... Rachel pouting. And it was Gabby's date. Exactly. So it was all about Rachel, even though it was Gabby's date. And that was really the overall theme for episode four, was you know what Rachel losing her mind. Like, you know the date itself didn't actually go like that. Right. Like, Gabby definitely had like a date that was all about her. And it was a good time, and they just opted not to show any of that on TV. Yeah. Well, I guess they want they want to focus more on Rachel's misery and suffering. Pretty much. Um. At the end of the day, Rachel even went on to say that Clayton made her feel more wanted than her group of men. The way they are mind fucking this poor girl makes me sad. Over and over again, she says, you know, basically, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not quoting, but that she's insufficient, not bachelorette material. Um, yeah. Just not good enough. Not having a good time. She wants to leave. Yeah. That she's like the worst bachelorette ever. She doesn't even feel like the bachelorette. It's very sad. Right. So she did get her own group date. Uh, it involved... Expressing yourself through different love languages. Right? I remember... What was oh, it? there was a sniffing. I remember the yeah, sniffing. Zach was really awkward and like held it, her from oh, behind. It wasn't, and was no, like, it wasn't love languages. They had to like flirt. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, it was like how to flirt. And it was the most... I would be so incredibly uncomfortable if I was put on that date. It was a very strange date. The You know, the top performer in that date was absolutely Ethan... <laughs> who put on some kind of sex panther routine he was on all fours it was real freaking weird but but it was amusing as hell it was the best out of everything we saw yeah it was it was really funny uh let's see the the biggest thing with episode four was hayden right so there were some 
conversations he had with the men before they went to Paris, where he called the girls uh, bitches. It was a little bit taken out of context. Ish. Right? Like, it was more like he was saying, bitch, please, like that kind of vibe. I hate him more than I've ever hated anyone, like, ever. So... So, he... I am not impartial in discussing this. I believe it was the cocktail party where he had a conversation with Rachel, opened up about how his dog was dying and is like going to be dead in a couple months and seemed to be using this as leverage or, I don't know, leverage, but showing how much he wanted to be here. You know, like he's he's here while his dog is dying at home. You know what makes all of this worse? What? Not only did he leave his poor, freaking, sweet, adorable dog at home, who is, like, confirmed to be dying. Oh, his name was Rambo, right? Yeah. Confirmed to be dying. He took the dog's favorite toy. So now the dog is dying and alone without his owner and alone without his favorite toy. I hate him. He doesn't even deserve a dog. So... Rachel sent him home after Meatball comes and tells her about the conversations that he had with Hayden, where Hayden called them bitches and said they weren't trustworthy or whatever, right? I'm not going to lie. It seemed like he was putting some of those, he was like mixing up the context of those words to frame it a certain way, but it worked. Dude, and I think I, I think Hayden was going home anyway. I would have sent Hayden home on the spot after the damn dog story. Oh, and Hayden was upset that Rachel didn't respond. Yeah, he to was the like, "Oh, she well wasn't she wasn't crying about my dog." And then when she tried to pull him aside about like all the shit he's been causing, he's like, "Oh, is this about my dog? Your dog is not a pawn." Yeah, he was a you're, little. You're in- a fucking loser, Hayden. He was a little Bye. indignant on the way out, and he was like, I, I'd i rather be with my dog. He loves me unconditionally, and he was crying, and he left. So, I don't know. Maybe don't leave your dog at all when they're in that situation. I have a lot of feelings. I'm sorry. I get, I get really angry. <laughs> anyway, by the end of the episode, the rose ceremony takes place, and the men that go on for Rachel are Tino, Tyler, Avon, Meatball, Zach, Ethan, and Logan. Yes. For Gabby, it's Jason, Spencer, Nate, Eric, Johnny, Michael, Mario. This episode also had the one-on-one between Gabby and Jason, right? Yes. Yes. And Where he was super freaking shy. Tino and... Stuttering and all that. Rachel also had the one-on-one. Right. So Tino had gotten the one-on-one date group rose with... For, or not the group date. The one-on-one date rose with Rachel and Jason got it for Gabby and I think at this point for Gabby Jason's actually my favorite he was very awkward on the date oh yeah I really 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 like Jason but also came off very authentic Mm -hmm. if he's not final one he's runner-up I agree and this led into which side note I forgot we didn't talk about episode four and I know you and I were talking about this earlier today I forgot that Tino had the Paris one-on-one. Tino is 100% Rachel's final person. He got the best one-on-one date out of all of the guys. Like, as a, like, the bachelorette, when picking, like, you're not going to have a better date than Paris. And Rachel seems like 
a super super sentimental chick who would think about that. So I am I am doubling down. I'm making my final prediction right now that Tino is Tino and Rachel are currently engaged. Right. Okay. That wouldn't be the craziest <laughs> thing. Um I'm still not 100% putting my putting my chips in any specific guy right now. I am. There's there you know there's a few <laughs> contenders up there. So this leads into a lot of ominous foreshadowing. Logan has feelings for Gabby. Didn't have a chance to talk to Rachel about it this episode. It seemed like the producers were doing all they could to like stop him from talking to Rachel. I mean, remember, Pilot Pete season. They freaking locked Kelly in a closet so she couldn't talk to him. So Exactly. They will go <laughs> any means necessary. So he didn't get to talk to Rachel. Accepts a rose from her knowing that he wants to switch over to Gabby's camp in the following episode. So now that brings us to Bachelorette episode five. Yes. The episode starts with Logan talking to Rachel and ultimately leaves Rachel for Gabby. Rachel, of course, feels like a failure. Yeah, I mean, the situation sucked. There's no way around it. Like, I feel bad for Rachel. I feel like she even kind of went into it a little bit, not realizing what Logan was trying to say at first. Right. But as much as Logan annoys me, he went about it the correct way. I think he did. And I respect him for how he did it. I couldn't help but think what I would do in his shoes, and I would definitely be accepting roses if I thought it gave me more of a chance to date Gabby, if that was who I was truly interested in. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he did. He did what he had to do. Jesse Palmer came, gave Rachel a pep talk, and it didn't work all that well. Because he didn't give her a hug. She needed a hug. I think so. Um, after, after we get some shots of chocolate wrestling. That was supposed to be their group date. So that was supposed to be the group date. Okay. And ultimately Rachel canceled the group date. The guys were like, when's she going to get here? And then they end up seeing Jesse Palmer. He says, Hey guys, group dates canceled. And they, they realize it is in some way related to Logan because he was supposed to be on the group date with them. And he never showed up. Yes, exactly. The chocolate wrestling group date would have been entertaining as hell. It would have been. I'm sorry. She was she was hitting the curtain. It was kind of funny because the door was wiggling, but I didn't see anything. We have a visitor, Phoebe. Welcome to the studio, Phoebs. Moving on. Logan talks to Gabby, expresses his feelings, and Gabby reciprocates those feelings but says that she wants to talk to Rachel about it which I do respect I'm glad they they put that in there because that could have been a point of like drama slash contention right it would have come off like Gabby was pulling some underhanded type stuff yes if she did not talk to Rachel so that was good she talked to her so Gabby talks to Rachel about Logan and Rachel's a freaking mess dude she feels like another failure. I mean, how I how could you not in her position? I feel like any any 
any emotional human being would feel that way. Because she just keeps getting these hits left and right. It's like nonstop. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Can't blame her. You know, she seems miserable. Um, the gentleman that we're supposed to be having the group date with her, they go back to the ship and Rachel approaches them and basically asks them if you, <clears throat> if you don't want to be there to let me know. Yeah. Like, so please that, leave. Don't one more person. Please don't do this to me like, again. I can't keep having people turn me down. That's not what, I mean, that's not what being the bachelor is about, exactly. right? So, uh, everyone validates their feelings. She makes out with Ethan for yes. the first time and makes out with pretty much everyone else uh, except for Meatball. And Tino, I thought this was interesting, he has a serious conversation with Rachel saying that he was very disappointed that she didn't show up on the group date and felt that some quality time that they could have had was stolen away from them. Yes, but he also said like being able to talk about it together kind of mimicked like going through a hard time in a relationship in the real world. So at least he did have like a pause because at first when they started talking, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that from him. But the way he framed it in his like one on one like ITM, I was like, OK, he's looking at it logically. Right. And Tino got the group date rose. Yes. No surprise. Not at all. So moving on to Gabby's group date, which involved fish slapping. Dude, I would love to do this to someone. Dude, it was actually freaking hilarious. If we ever end up in Belgium, we'll have to do this. Yes, that would be great. After we have French fries and chocolate. Yeah, so that, that was really funny. <laughs> they did rock, paper, scissors, and whoever lost got slapped in the face with a fish. <laughs> like, that's, that's just hilarious. It's it's really stupid, but funny. But why not? Like, why don't why isn't that a thing in America? <laughs> I know, right? Maybe it is. Maybe we got to go to the fish markets in Seattle oh, or Oh, also, shout out to our one Belgium listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is one person, I believe in Brussels, that has listened to every episode of our podcast. So speaking of Belgium, shout out. <laughs> okay. The group day, uh, Logan joined the after party. and He looked like a knockoff version of The Rock from 1990, and it was highly irritating. Yeah, he had a new haircut. Yes. And, that, of course, that was a little awkward. The classic guys that are all, oh, this adds a whole new dynamic, you know, if if – Gabby's letting him join our camp. You know, how, how does that reflect on the relationships that he she has with all of us? And we've seen this happen before in every other season when someone new joins the party halfway through. I mean, hey, Nick Vial did it on Caitlyn's season and he made it all, all the way to the final two. Blake did that in Katie Thurston's season and was the final one. Yeah, true. So I don't think Logan is going to be the final person. Or in the final two. But I do think he's I, he's top four. The situation with Gabby is pretty unique, actually, compared to a lot of other Bachelorette, Bachelor scenarios. I feel that the top spot is really up for grabs still at this point. Yeah. There's no one that I'm saying is truly the front runner. Out of all the guys that they have left, you know, 
there it's anyone's game it seems for the most part anyone anyone's game there's still you know a few stragglers but um she has more of a chance for a wild card than rachel does there's not a doubt in my mind final final two is going to be tino and zach there's there's literally right like uh, literally unless, unless someone unless self-eliminates someone... or something crazy happens exactly but that is the only way and i still double down that tino and her are currently engaged at the end of gabby's group date nate gets the group date rose yes um there's been some drama the last week oh, yeah, with I nate actually about that. uh it's come out i guess he he's a little bit of a bit of, bit of an f boy so he was dating this girl for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was integrated into his life, meeting family, meeting friends, like serious, I love yous, all of that. Ended up finding out that he cheated on, was cheating on her with another girl. This girl like reached out to the, the girlfriend. And it wasn't just cheating. It was another relationship. Yeah, like straight up like relationship, relationship. He he had told the second girl like oh we broke up like i didn't want to be serious with her i'm only he told both of them that he was only seeing them um she the first girl tried to basically give him a second chance they started talking again a little bit and then he broke up with her via text message and then he left to film the bachelorette like a month and a half two months later naturally yeah of course and then this the the first girlfriend was watching the show as i feel like anyone if your extremely recent ex is on a reality tv show you're gonna watch it out of curiosity and from watching his one-on-one date with gabby she discovered for the first time that he had a kid so he dated this girl for a year and a half without even mentioning that he had a child which is mind-blowing. And also, apparently, he's been married before. And right. that's something he also neglects to tell people. So, he gets the group date, Rose. He's absolutely going to make it far in this competition. It will be interesting to see how far. And Top four. It's extra interesting since all this stuff has come out recently about how shady of a dude he is. So, if he ends up being the winner, I... Would be surprised if him and Gabby are still together now. I do not see him winning. I see him... Him and his paperclip earring. <laughs> I tr- I think I said this in our last episode. I see him being the elimination right after Fantasy Suites. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Well, we shall see. Um, Rachel and Avon go on a one-on-one date. There's a strange street painter who sells veils it was a tablecloth they straight up put a tablecloth on her head right and it was like oh my god (laughs) kissing with a veil on i've never done it it feels so weird (laughs) it was yeah it's just weird um you know you and i we got married we kissed with a veil on no different <laughs> you know, I imagine the veil did not affect anything. Yeah, I guess it was like to simulate, like, oh, what if you end up together? Well, I would hope she wouldn't put a tablecloth on her head for it. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't seem like an actual. Yeah, it was it was real weird. Um, Avon, when they go out to dinner, he talks about the relationship that he has with his mom, how it wasn't much of a relationship when he was a kid, but it's very strong now and it's great. And then he gives Rachel a bracelet that his mother made. Yes. And naturally, Rachel in turn gives him a rose. I think Avon is the strongest contender from this season for Bachelor. He certainly is a big contender. Um, There's no one even that, like, comes to mind, like, personality-wise, looks-wise, like, you know, kind of like the whole package, like, even the story he's telling, like, I don't think there's, it doesn't feel like there's anyone else on his level. Right. Because he just genuinely seems like a a good dude. Yeah, seems like a, a nice guy. Uh, good looking dude and firmly in third place watch they're gonna make freaking hate in the bachelor uh, you know <laughs> i you know something tells me now i don't even see him going on paradise uh, i think he's confirmed really i think so wow yeah i'm pretty sure he was confirmed for paradise well shows me uh rachel gives him the rose <laughs> And then Rachel goes on to say in one of her ITMs that she is, quote, unquote, almost there in love with Aiden. Aiden. Oh, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, I was really shocked they, they threw that in there, but hey. Yeah, she, she, I, I think what it, she actually says was, I am falling in love, or I can see myself falling in love. And I'm almost there. I foresee Avon being her hardest breakup. Like, he's the person she is going to be, like, bawling her eyes out after sending him home. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's bawling her eyes out anyway. This will just add more fuel to the fire. Be nice. I like her. <laughs> she just cries a lot. Um, Again, remember who you married. <laughs> as is Ga at, You know, Gabby cries a lot, too. But... Johnny and Gabby, they go on their one-on-one -on -one at a beer farm. This whole day grossed me out. Uh, it involved uh, slapping each other with, like, hop plants or something. And then they take a beer bath. Yeah, it was just gross. I would have been revolted just by the smell of the beer bath. The whole theme of the date was being goofy. Gabby says that johnny comes off as this very like serious manly man manly man and she wants him to break out and show more of his goofy side which he does and at the dinner after their main date johnny talks about what appears to be pretty severe depression mm -hmm. and gabby gives him a rose and i thought it was interesting he seems uh you know, based on what, on what he was saying, he seemed very depressed. You know, I love that the show, especially the season, is not backing away from, like, mental health issues with, like, you know, depression and therapy and all of that. So, like, I love to see that. Right. But knowing how they treat the contestants, like, seeing something like this, like... Like, makes me nervous because it's like, oh, my God, I hope 
he has, like, an amazing support system behind him. And, like, this show doesn't, like, destroy him. Because he seems like a really nice guy. It, like, I don't know. I just want to wrap him in a blanket and make sure he's okay. You know, this might not be the most popular thing for me to say, but it seems like the Bachelor casting people are intentionally casting people with mental health issues. Yeah. I mean, don't you remember Ben from Tasha's season? He, like, openly talked about how, like, suicide, how, like, how he had multiple suicide attempts. And, like, he's someone that he would have been the Bachelor. But he's like, I can't take this. And, like, literally stepped away from all of it. I forgot about him. Yeah. I he, loved him. He was definitely... <laughs> He was definitely on the radar for Bachelor. I was I I would have been all over him being Bachelor, and I'm so happy he is far, far, far away from the franchise and like wants nothing to do with it. Especially now that when all these bachelors and bachelorettes talk about their experience, it's overall negative. Yeah, I mean, look at we were reading the tweets of like past contestants who were very open about the way they struggled post show and how the producers like yeah, they'll like give you a therapist, but then they'll bring you back for another show and treat you like absolute crap a couple months later. It's like they don't care. They the, just want the best TV possible. The deucers. Yeah. <laughs> they deuce all over hopes and dreams. This leads into the cocktail party after Gabby gives Johnny the rose. And was there anything noteworthy of the cocktail party? Oh, they didn't cover any uh, anything with Rachel during no, the cocktail party. it was party. just... Gabby and talking to people and them being all interested about Logan being a part and if Logan's going to get a rose like there was nothing overtly they seem to be hy- they seem to be hypothesizing is that a word yeah i think so hypothesizing that Logan was not going to get a rose which kind of blew my mind because yeah they're not going to let him I felt, switch teams i felt like then... he was a given for a rose considering everything that took place over the course of the episode and let's see. They're giving out Rose. Rachel had three roses to give out and Gabby had four. I would love to I would love to know how they make these decisions. Yeah. I it would have been very easy for Rachel to not send anyone home this week and make it even. Absolutely. Or so. have Gabby send one more person home to make it even. Like they very easily could have made this an even playing field, and I don't know why they're, like, refusing to do that, but they are. Tino and Avon already received roses from Rachel, and I thought it was funny how Tino seemed to be talking a little bit of crap on Zach. Yeah. Zach is his biggest competition, yeah, and he, he was, knows it. He was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach gets the last rose, and he definitely said that almost as, like, a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he knows deep down that Zach's the biggest competition. Yeah. I think I might still be leaning Zach, honestly, for Rachel's final. Zach ended up getting the first rose in the rose ceremony, of course, as anyone could have predicted. Followed by Tyler, followed by Ethan, which sent Meatball home. Yes. But Tino got the first impression rose. He got the Paris date, which is like essentially like I would say the boy like version of like the pretty woman date. Right. And whoever gets a pretty woman date is always the winner. And she she freaked out over him when he got out of the limo. 
So that is why I, I'm I'm putting all my eggs in the Tino basket. I think he's final one. Well, I have I do have other reasons why I think Zach, and I'll get into that later. But Zach is very close though. Like I put it at you know Tino's. She's one hundred percent in on Tino, but her feelings for Zach are at like ninety eight percent. So Gabby, Nate, and Johnny they had gotten the group. Uh, the group date and the one-on-one roses earlier in the episode. And Gabby gives the remaining roses to Jason, then Spencer, then Eric, and lastly, Logan, which in turn sends Mario and Michael home. Mario, who was recipient of the first impression rose. Yes. I, I have no idea what she's doing. She's playing with a highlighter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't mind the noise. <laughs> um and of course they saved Logan's rose for last, but it was no surprise when he got the rose. Yes. And uh I'm putting him top four. Absolutely. I mean so again with this all this math with the number of roses and the number of men remaining, Rachel has five men remaining. And Gabby has six. Yes. And really, there aren't that many of what you could call weak links left. Mm-mm. In Rachel's, it's really just Ethan. Yeah, he's he's, he's next to go. He's got to be going next. And Gabby, uh, Spencer, he's really the only like weaker person remaining. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder next week. Is gonna be the last, uh, the last episode before the hometowns. Yeah. So, wow. So I would expect Ethan to be eliminated from Rachel's, and that would require two people to be going home from Gabby's side, and I know one of which has got to be Spencer. And who do you think the other would be? Nate, Johnny, Jason, Eric, Logan. My guess would be Johnny. That who she just had the one-on-one with. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Could be. It's a toss-up between Johnny and Logan, honestly. Or Eric? Mm-mm. You don't see Eric going home? No, I told you. I think Eric's final, too. Okay. Well, I'm I'm putting my money on Johnny. I think Logan's going to make it to final four. Uh, okay, I did not put this in the show notes, but there were... There was the next week preview, which was freaking wild, right? Yeah. So it got got me pretty excited for the remaining episodes. I didn't put this in the notes, but I'm going to read off some of the highlights of the preview. Yes, please. There's some kind of situation with Logan. Oh, well, maybe Logan does, in fact, go home next episode because... Oh, yeah, they say Logan's... Um, Jesse Palmer tells him to pack his bags. Yeah. Now, this could be him telling him to pack his bags before a one-on-one date. True. And they just dramatized it for the preview, mm-hmm. which happens a lot. So yeah. that's absolutely a possibility. Um, someone says that Tino is acting like a baby back bitch. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of love that. Which I, I, I love that phrase. That's that's very, I feel like that was a, that was a big phrase people use when we were in like high school, college. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Tino's acting like a baby back bitch. 
and I, I he gets upset about something. I think it's him getting jealous over her kissing someone else in front of them, something like that. Mm. Um, someone changes their mind after overnights. And Rachel says something. Actually, I don't know if it's Rachel or Gabby. Someone says, he never loved me. I think it was Gabby, yes. actually. Gabby said he never loved me. Rachel said he changed his mind. My and, and then Rachel says she can't move forward. My thought, I think Zach is going to self-eliminate. You think so? Yeah. I think he's going to make it all the way to the end. And I don't know if it's like, you know, before like final two, final, final three. But I think he's going to go all the way last minute and then pull out. Okay. <laughs> pull out. Uh, Gabby says, am I too broken for anyone to love? So as usual, both leads having meltdowns. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what the hell happens. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of twists and turns. Part. So you know how originally I thought that Gabby was going to end up not engaged? Right. I've changed my mind after this last promo. After like the whole am I too broken for anyone to love thing. I don't think she's single. Or at least doesn't end up single. Engaged? I don't know. But... I think that's too in your face if she was going to end up alone. I know who I think ends up changing their mind. Jason? Nate. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I think Nate's here for the clout. Oh, no. I uh, I literally, first episode, I said I got skeevy fuckboy vibes from him. Yeah, no, you were 100% right. I'm only saying this due to all the drama that's been happening um, via Reddit. Yeah. And... You knew, you knew. Your uh, your instincts were tingling, spidey yes, senses. that I didn't like him. There's just something about, and that's all I said. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I can't zero in on it, but there's just something about him that I do not like. I don't like his paperclip earring <laughs> and his freaking pearls, man. Dude, pearls, I, I, I don't know, teach their own. I think the pearls are weird. Yeah, I agree. Um. Oh, and I'll tell you why I think Zach makes it to the final. Um. We are very differing on this. This is going to be interesting to see what happens. The whole Tino is acting like a baby back bitch. I think something happens with Tino. I think he might self-eliminate. Like maybe he just can't freaking handle it or something. He's getting the Jordan Rogers edit. Uh, edit. Edit. This is very much the edit Jordan had. Okay. All right. So we know who our picks are. You think Tino, I think Zach. Uh, do we have final pick predictions for Gabby? I see Jason and Eric being Gabby's final two. I don't know which one could be the final one. I don't, I personally would like to see it be Jason because I like him better. And I don't know. I, don't, I think it's going to be Jason. I was just telling you this earlier. I don't know if, if Eric, like I have my walls up to him just because he reminds me so much of Nick Vial. <laughs> <laughs> I think but I think it's going to be Jason. I wouldn't be surprised if Jason and Nate are the final two. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think Logan. I don't. I, Nate does not have final two vibes for me. I. Okay, so if so if Nate does go home after hometowns, right? That mm-hmm. would leave Jason, or, or or at least for me, that would leave Jason, Eric, and Logan. I think if Logan can make it through whatever the situation is mm-hmm. that Jesse Palmer talks about in the preview, that he will make it to the final three. Yeah. I can see that. I just, I don't see. But whatever it is seems to be pretty serious if it involves Jesse Palmer telling him to pack his bags. I think the editing and the preview is probably a little misleading just yeah. to make it look more dramatic. I just, I do not see Nate in the final two. I, I just can't see it. Yeah. Well. I, one of us is going to be wrong. That's right. <laughs> one of us is going to be wrong. One of us is going to be right. I wouldn't be surprised if Nate's not in the final two either. But he'll be very close. I t- I think I could see him in the third, like final three spot slot. But I just I can't see him all the way at the end. Yeah, yeah, he could be the the overnight mind change, which we already said. Uh, do you have any other thoughts in the episode? Not really. <laughs> it seems that, like the the shitting all over Rachel theme is pretty much over. Except for whatever happens at the end. I bet whatever that is with her crying and, you know, he changed his mind or whatever it is, I bet that's the final episode. Right, yeah. And what? And she says that she doesn't want to move forward. So something happens. Yeah. Something happens with both of them. But it happens with every league towards the end. Exactly. They splice things together so much, like... Mm-hmm. It'll be like, I can't move forward with this because I already know that... You know, Tino is my final person, and I don't want to put the other one through it. Right, yeah. And I feel bad. Yeah, they, they like, only show, like, half of the sentence in the yeah. preview and makes it seem a certain way. Um, Dude, what if we get a curveball? And, like, who do we have left for Rachel? For Rachel, it's Tino, Avon, Zach, Tyler, Ethan. Dude, what if we get a curveball and Zach, like, self-eliminates and we get freaking, like... Avon or Tyler as the final or pick? Ethan no in final in second place oh wow well that would just be stupid that'd be a boring finale it'd be weird yeah I don't I know mean, I just I can't unless someone eliminates Ethan is 100% going home next like if unless someone self-eliminates no I agree uh, okay. it like sucks we only got to see a little like you know his personality, like the last two episodes. Right. Yeah, he's a pretty pretty funny dude. Pretty Maybe he'll dude. be the next Bachelor. Dude. That'd I, be cool. Right? Yeah, they've been, you know, the the people <laughs> have been rallying for an Asian Bachelor. And is Ethan our man? Maybe. That would be nice. I would be here for it. I mean, you know I was here for Dr. Joe. I wanted to see him as Bachelor, so. And, I, and Ethan's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Yeah, and seems to have a good head in his shoulders, a, a little goofy, you know, with the whole Sex Panther thing from the last episode, you know. But uh, I thought that was cute. I though. think he could be a good pick, honestly, for a bachelor. I would throw my weight behind that. I would yeah. support it. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, that does it for the seventh episode of Turbo Pop. Please. If you like the podcast, give us a review, follow us on Spotify, follow our Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Take care.